Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Friday, June the 7th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. I'm just going to tell you one thing right now. I left work early, which I actually did work eight and a half hours, but usually we work about two and a half hours overtime after three o'clock. And I, I knew, I mean, I'm really tired. That's why I wanted to leave. But it also worked out good because the Mariners series is over. The Astros took three out of four. And the new series starts tonight. And I always like to do a podcast. And I didn't want to come home and do it at seven in the morning when I should be asleep. So what I'm going to do, I made a promise to myself that I'm going to do this entire podcast in one take, whether I miss up or not. It's going to be me. It's the real me if I miss up. And let me tell you something. I started over three times already. I'm full of crap. But I'm making the vow. I am not stopping. Not stopping at all. So if you remember my... I'm not going to mark it off when I do stuff. If you remember the podcast where I hurt my shoulder going for the foul ball. And I made a statement that I give up or I'm done. And... uh, I got a text. I got a text from Marty in Tucson, and he told me not to give up on my health. Don't give up. And so, I guess what I was trying to say is that my mind, in my mind, I think that I can shag foul balls. I think that I can run, but I can't. I mean, I've been through a lot of stuff. I've had cancer, and I've had a brain tumor. I've had two things happen to me. Before that, I weighed 180 pounds. I was running three, four, five, nine miles sometimes a day. I used to be in really good shape, and stuff keeps happening. And also, I work lots of hours, and it's on your feet all day, on the cement, in steel-toe work boots. And... When I get out of work, I can barely walk. Uh, Eight years ago, I'd get off of work and I'd go run three miles. I mean, it's just different. Am I out of shape? I don't know. But he said he could help me lose weight, but I've actually, and and I haven't been trying, but I believe there's something wrong with me. But when I got back 
to work, I weighed 247 pounds. And now I weigh 217 pounds. So I've lost 30 pounds since April 11th. And for some reason, I just can't eat as much as I used to. So I had a doctor's appointment this week. I think it was on Monday. I always get my doctor's appointments on Monday when I'm working night shift. And so they set me up with a colonoscopy and they're going to stick something down my throat. So they're going to find out if there's something wrong with me. And with my luck, it's probably something bad. I mean, something good came out of it. I lost 30 pounds. My clothes fit better. When I went back to work, I thought I was going to have to order bigger clothes. And I didn't want to. But anyway, I did lose weight. Not on purpose. Uh, So let's go to the Astro stuff. Let's just forget all that personal stuff. I mean, we've been talking for almost four minutes. And I haven't even talked about baseball yet. So let's get to it. Something we've been waiting on all year long. Dallas Keuchel and the Atlanta Braves agree to a deal. One year, $13 million. So he missed out on $17 million, but, you know, he didn't have the pitch the whole year. One year, $13 million, and this is according to a source, and it's not official. But, however, Mark Feinsand on Twitter said he has a physical on Friday. And he will pitch AAA this weekend. So it's not official. But when someone knows that kind of information, I would say it's pretty official. Other news. The other free agent pitcher, Greg Craig Kimbrell, he signs with the Cubs for three years, $43 million. So both of these guys were willing to do a one-year deal. But Kimbrell... I guess he wanted $20 million, and if I do the math real quick, three years, $43 million, that's a one, and a one, $14 million a year. That's not bad. Pretty good payday for Kimbrell. So I guess they both got about the same, but Keuchel, he has to perform. He has to perform to get paid again next year. If he's a flop, he's not going to get paid. I think Kimbrell got the best of the deal because at least – If he has lost his stuff, at least he has a three-year contract. So I think Kimbrell won that deal. So this is something that I saw on Twitter. Uh, Actually, that's not true. I saw this on Fansided. Someone on Fansided wrote a story about Charlie Morton. So it says, Charlie Morton, 7-0. With a 2.30 ERA, 11 strikeouts per nine innings. In his last eight starts, 47 and two-thirds innings, he has a 1.70 ERA. So if you look at what's happening with the Astros now, they decided to stand pat. They decided to not have an awesome fifth starter. They went with Colin McHugh, who was a safe choice. And he got hurt, so they brought up Corbin Martin, who was killing it in AAA. But as you know, that does not translate into MLB. It's a different monster. It's a different animal, whatever you want to call it. So is that hurting the Astros that they did that? Did they make a mistake by not signing... Charlie Morton, 
I've said it before that he did awesome last year. He was great. But when we needed him the most in the playoffs, he wasn't there. He was hurt. So I was okay with them letting him go. But look at this. 7-0 and with a 2.3 ERA. Uh, the Astros could really use that. So Dallas Keuchel or Charlie Morton, they could have taken a spot on the, in the rotation. And everything would be okay. You don't know if they would have got hurt. No one knows what the situation would be. But the Astros wouldn't be in the situation that they are. But, this is the big but. And this is my opinion, that the Astros didn't care. And I felt the same way. They don't care if the fifth starter works out or not. They weren't even worried. As, as far as I read, they already had it in their head. We barely paid Wade Miley anything, so if he doesn't work out, we'll just call someone up. So they weren't really worried about the rotation, especially that fifth spot. I think they thought McHugh would work out, and they probably had the least confidence in Miley. That's my opinion from what was going on at the beginning of the season. So what was supposed to happen, and what I thought was going to happen is we'd get past the Super 2s and all that different things, and it would be Forrest Whitley. It would be four dudes and Forrest Whitley. Without a doubt, that's what I thought. And Forrest Whitley has a 15 ERA, and he's on the injured list, so the Astros do not have that fifth starter. I don't know what they're going to do with McHugh when he comes back, but I do know what they did, and I'll tell you that later. So now I'm going to have to open the computer here because I told you guys to vote for the All-Stars. So I'm going to tell you what I did. I won't even share the National League with you, but maybe I will. Who knows? And then I wanted to vote for Astros, but I went straight up stats. has nothing to do with defense. I don't know. Because I read a story this morning also, and it was about all-star snubs. So this guy in the story that I read, he really thought the Astros were going to have a lot of all-stars. So first base, I voted for Jose Abreu. I don't have the stats anymore, but he had the best stats out of everyone. Yuli Gurriel, not even close. Not even close for me to replace him. But let me tell you this, I didn't hit enter. I'm going to go back and vote for the Astros, but this is just a legitimate who who I think is the best based on their stats. Uh, second base, DJ LeMahieu. I'm sorry that it's not Jose Altuve, but like I said, I will vote for him. Third base, Alex Bregman. I didn't vote with my heart. I voted with the stats. Actually, I wasn't even paying attention to the people's names. I was looking at the stats. Shortstop, Xander Bogarts. Outfielders, Eddie Rosario, George Springer. And I can't believe this because I didn't even know the guy had these kind of stats. He's figured something out. Joey Gallo. The guy has like a 270 average and over 50 RBIs. I had to put him in, but I didn't want to. 
Gary Sanchez is the catcher, and Hunter Pence is the DH. I'm okay with that. So, unbelievably, I picked two Astros and two Texas Rangers. Hunter Pence, if you remember, they signed him. I don't think the Giants wanted him anymore. I don't know if anyone wanted him at all. And Texas somehow smart enough to sign him to a minor league deal. And he is now one of their top four players on the team, at least offensively. Um, National League, I I voted for Josh Bell, Cattell Marte, Nolan Ariana, Arenado, uh, Javi Baez, Bellinger, Yellick, Soto, and Wilson Contreras. So only, only two Astros. But you have the pitchers. JV should make it. Uh, I thought Osuna and Presley would easily make it. Uh, shortstops, Carlos Correa, if he wasn't hurt, he definitely would be the number one shortstop. It's such a close battle between Bogarts and Correa, but if Correa was still playing, he would have easily beat him. So they should both be starting. I mean, I think Correa and Bregman should be starting. That's what I meant by both. Um, On the all-star snub, the guy in the story said that he thinks Robinson Chirinos deserves to be an all-star, maybe as a backup. And he also thinks Josh Reddick deserves to be an all-star. He does have a nice batting average. Uh, He thinks uh, Jake Marisnik is on the bubble. And I can't remember who else he thought was on the bubble, but I don't know. But that's my pick right there. I voted for, I didn't hit enter, but I voted for Springer and Alex Bregman. Those are my honest opinions of which Astro should be an all-star. And, uh, I, but I didn't do the pitchers. But I already gave you that. So let's keep going. So another listener, Ursus Baylorus and... I don't know what was going through my mind when I saw this name. And then, barely this morning, I saw at something. So I know this isn't his name. Maybe he goes to Baylor University or he graduated there. But the other day, I commented on Justin Verlander being, uh, when he hits the Hall of Fame, that he would definitely, easily, without a doubt, be a tiger. I answered it easily and I and I never even thought any other way. Well, he said it's not a given that Verlander will be a tiger. He pointed out that Nolan Ryan was an Astro twice as long as he was a Texas Ranger. One thing I was thinking is that perhaps uh Nolan Ryan worked in the Rangers' front office when he was inducted, and maybe that's why he picked the Rangers. But maybe it's something like he stated after this. JV could reach 3,000 strikeouts as an Astro. He could win two or more World Series titles, and he could hit 200 wins. He could hit all these milestones with the Astros that could change his mind. This, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he was very... I think he 
I'm trying to think of the word, but he is very rooted in Detroit because he had a no trade clause. He didn't want to go anywhere else. But they talked him into it and he left. He wanted to go get a title, but I mean, it took a lot of talking into. He didn't want to leave Detroit. And so I think his heart is still there, and I, I still vote for Detroit. But you never know. He's 36. Nolan Ryan pitched till he was like 46. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, if you didn't know how old Verlander was and you just saw his stats, you wouldn't know that he was 35 or 36. So let's go over these games. I'm, this, is, this is pretty brief. Pretty brief. Um, so Monday, the Astros went 4-2. to The score was 3-2 to after three innings, so not a lot of action at all at the end of the game. No Astro had, any, had multiple hits, so it was a very, very uh, slow offensive day. Corbin Martin, three innings, four hits, three runs, 5.59 ERA. After this game, they sent him packing back to AAA and called up Raymond Goudouin. Uh Valdez went four innings, two hits, no runs, and he will take Martin's place in the rotation. And this is something... If you've been listening the entire season, I pointed this out, that I'd like to see Josh James in the fifth spot, but I also pointed out that Framber Valdez was 5-1 and one last year when he started. 5-1. and one. And I believe that this was after James was ruled out for the rotation, and it was between Colin McHugh and Valdez, and I... Wanted McHugh in the bullpen. So I kind of wanted Valdez to start or at least get a chance. So Tuesday, the Astros destroy him 11-5. The Astros were down 5-4 after six innings, and they come back and win in style. Wade Miley, Mr. Consistent, three hits, three runs. Josh James, two-thirds of an inning, he gives up two runs. Uh, Rodgers, one inning, one strikeout, no runs. A good clean inning for Rodgers, but that wouldn't be what happens in his next outing. Uh, Alex Bregman, two for four with three RBIs. Marisnik, Kemp, Fisher, and Brantley all went two for four, or they all got two hits. I'm not sure what I wrote. Uh, Wednesday. Oh, my God. Wednesday. The Astros... Lose 14 to 1. 13 points you lose in your run differential. Brad Peacock, five innings, two runs allowed. Raymond Goudouin, one third of an inning, three runs. So when Peacock went out in the fifth, we only has allowed they only had two runs. It was two to one. Gujuan gave up three, and Brady Rogers. I almost called him Grady Rogers. Brady Rogers, two innings. Listen to this. Two innings, eight runs. Eight. 
So it looks like I think we've got some holes in the bullpen. Brady Rogers, Raymond Gujuan, I don't know. I don't know about these guys. So Thursday, the Astros win 8-7. to seven. That was last night. And they went 14 innings. The Astros were up 3-1, to 4-1, to 5-1. to one. When I went to break or lunch, whatever it was, I think it was lunch. It was like, it was, I think it was 5-1 to one when I went to lunch. And the Seattle scored five runs in inning seven through nine. And like right after, right after I got out of lunch, it was tied. And in the 10th inning, they both scored a run. And then Yuli with a sack fly, the Astros win in 14. JV started the game. He gave up three runs in six and a third. Will Harris gave up a run. All three of he gave up a run, and also the two guys that Verlander left on base scored. Uh, Harris gave up a run. Osuna gave up a run, and Presley gave up a run. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. Uh, James and Devo, two innings each, no runs allowed. I don't remember saying Devo is allowed to run in quite a while, and I might look that up. Uh, James, where did he go? Two-thirds of an inning, and he allowed two runs on Tuesday. And then last night, two innings and no runs. Abreg and Tyler White. Everybody on Twitter is like, Tyler White's gone. They're going to call up Alvarez, and he's gone. I mean, they're just, they're going to cut him, whatever. But everybody thinks Tyler White's gone, and I think so, too. I don't think three hits is going to change my mind. So, A. Bragg and Tyler White, three hits. Yuli Gurriel, Robinson Chirinos, both had two RBIs each. So, the Astros take three out of four. And remember, they're doing this without Springer. They're doing it without Correa. They're doing it without Altuve. It's amazing what they're doing with all these guys. So, the Astros are fine. I messed up on this. Let me hit the standings. I told you I'm not going to stop again. There it is. I guess they're they're 43 and 21. I wrote 43 and 2, but I know that isn't right. I missed the one. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. Run differential of plus 95. That 14 to 1 loss really took a bite out of that. Uh, they're nine games ahead of Texas, 11 games ahead of Oakland, 12 and a half games of the Angels, and 18 ahead of the Seattle Mariners. Uh, next up, I don't have the pitching matchups. You don't need them. Maybe I should look it up. Uh, Baltimore is next up. And let me hit Astros.com. I'm sorry about this. Um, next up is Baltimore, 19. In 43, they are a, they have a negative 122 run differential. So now that I got this up, let me check the games for you. I'm going to do this live. Sorry about that. Oh my God. Okay, so we go to the seventh. They play, where are they at? They play Baltimore. So... It is Gabriel Yano, 0-2 with a 5.06 ERA against Garrett Cole. So if you're going to the game on Friday, you get to see Garrett Cole. Uh, Saturday, 
It is Andrew Kashner. I think he used to play for the Texas Rangers. This guy is sick. This is a good example of having a crappy ERA but having a nice win and loss record. Kashner is 6 and 2 and his ERA is 504. It says here the Orioles love to score for Kashner. They've tallied they've tallied this makes sense. They've tallied at least 6 runs of support in 8 of his 12 starts. And he will be facing making his debut as a starter this year for Amber Valdez. So if you're going Saturday, you get to see Framber Valdez. I wanted to go Saturday. I wanted to go this weekend, but I didn't. And I'll get to that in a minute. And then Sunday, Dylan Bundy. Bundy. Sunday is Dylan Bundy. 3-6 and six with a 4.64 ERA. And if you're going this weekend, Sunday, you get to see Wade Miley. So you get to see a quick game on Sunday afternoon. And if you're curious... Who the Astros play on Monday? I get I don't know. Anyway, that's it. So let me tell you this before I go. That was a live look at what I do when I make the podcast. And like I said, I can't start over. Maybe I could have paused it. I could have stopped, did a sound effect, and got this information for you. But I didn't. I'm not going to do it. So I honestly don't know if the Astros have... A long uh, homestand. Yeah, there they go. They play Milwaukee. And I think they play Pittsburgh. So they play Baltimore, Milwaukee, and Pittsburgh. And then I think they go on the road. And then next weekend, Father's Day weekend, they play Toronto. So I got a good deal on some tickets. And then when I tried to get the hotel room, it was outrageously overpriced. And uh, so I'm going to go with one of my wife's grandkids. His name is Nathaniel, and I call him Bear. Because we went camping one time, and I was calling him Bear Gorillas or whatever that guy's name is. So anyway, uh, I wanted to go both days, but the hotel was too much. So I'm just going to go on Father's Day. And I believe I have not missed a Father's Day game when they're at home in a long time. I don't think the last two years they played at home on Father's Day. But speaking of Father's Day, I will be there and also Mark you will be there and also Grady. So two guys that I've been texting and communicating with and they've been listening to the podcast for February, March, April, May... About 15 months or so, maybe less for one of them, I don't know. But we're finally going to meet each other in person. So if you happen to be at the game on Father's Day, look me up and uh, send me a message on Twitter or text me, 210-919-1695. And I'm going to give you a little bit of news. Um, I have two Twitters, and I think I'm going to get rid of one of them. The reason I started the the uh, podcast page is because I also like Oklahoma football and I like the Browns. So I don't want to 
I didn't want to have a podcast one that talks about other things. But anyway, it's just going to be me, and I think I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not going to ask for feedback, but I really think I'm going to because it's kind of too much to go back and forth. I get messages and alerts on both of them. So if you send me messages on the, what's it called, the uh, podcast Twitter page, just send it to me on at Rob Fontenot. If you're following me on the, uh, I keep forgetting to say it, the podcast Twitter page, then move over to the other one, at Rob Fontenot. So I'm probably going to do that now. I don't know. It's almost 6 in the morning. And if I don't go if I don't go chill out, relax, watch some TV before I go to bed, it's almost a waste of coming home early. It's not a waste because I did get the podcast done. But anyway, I wish I had something to rant about. I thought I did. But I don't. I wish I did. Um, that's it. I guess that's the show, folks. I do appreciate all of you listening. Um, if I, if you sent me some questions and I forgot to answer them, I do apologize. That's another reason I'm going to narrow it down. But thanks to, uh, can't remember his name, the guy from Tucson. Thank you, Marty from Tucson. I do appreciate you trying to help and I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, let me know what you want to talk about. Send me a message. Ask me questions, tell me whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I do think the Astros, this is what I think, honestly. Martin didn't work out. Rodgers isn't going to work out. Colin McHugh didn't work out. Forrest Whitley looks like he isn't going to work out just yet. Mark my word, I said it before, now I truly mean it. The Astros will make a trade at the trade deadline for a starting pitcher, guaranteed. There was another story I saw before I did the podcast, and it said MLB rumors, and they talked about the Astros uh, picking up Encarnacion to be the DH, to have some power bats. And that's something I wanted at the beginning of the year. But now I don't think we need it. I think we have so many good players. The DH is more of a resting spot. Um, I do believe that Jordan Alvarez will get called up. So when we're at full speed, Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, Brantley, Yuli Gurriel, Alvarez, Reddick. Can you imagine how good... The Astros are going to be when those guys all come back. If I was a betting man, I would think that perhaps Altuve might be the last one to come back. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about him, that they pulled him off of his rehab stint. But the last I heard about him is that he was running. Him and Springer are both running good. They're both feeling good. So who knows? I don't know anything about when they're going to come back. And like I said on the last podcast... They were playing Seattle. Now they're playing Baltimore. I think they're good. They need to bring them back, though. Uh, Milwaukee and Pittsburgh are no joke. The only thing bad about that, I believe they're going to be during the uh, week. I think they're going to be weekday games. 
Am I totally sure that they're going to play Pittsburgh and Milwaukee back-to-back? I don't know. I mean, I could look at the schedule, but I don't know. Let me look it up. Since I've been looking stuff up anyway, let's just do it. You know, before we go, let's let's just look at it. Printable schedule. And then we're going to go, I promise, no more podcasts. You're not listening to it anymore. So today is June... Orioles, and they will be off Monday. And two against Milwaukee. So the Pirates is two weeks after that. So it's Orioles for three days, the day off Monday, and then the day off Thursday. I don't know why that's happening, but that'll be good for resting, I guess. So that's weird. That's weird to have a two, three, five, eight-game homestand and have two days off in between. And after Father's Day against the the uh, Blue Jays, they go on the road, play three against the Reds, and four in New York. This is the weekend I wanted to take off of work and go watch. So you've got the Reds, the Yankees, and they come back home. They have another day off, and then a six-game homestand against the Pirates and the Mariners to close out June. And I cannot wait. July 4th is a holiday. They gave us the 5th off. That's a four-day weekend. And then from... I can't read this because it's too small. From... I don't know. But anyway, from the 15th or whatever is our holiday. So the weekend before that and whatever, I'll be off 9. Ooh, there it is. It got bigger. Um... The 12th will be my last day, and I will go back on the 22nd. So I'm looking forward to that, too. July is a great, great time to be off of work. There was a possibility that we were going to go to L.A. on vacation to go watch the Astros play over there, and that's not happening. We're going to go see my grandson at the beginning, and then we may go to see him play the Rangers on Friday Friday night fireworks. That could be the next game after Father's Day. So I'm trying to go every month. I went in April. I went in May. I already got tickets in June. And July might be the Texas one. Who knows? But as you all know, my wife, not doing great. But maybe she can travel. Her uh, She's having chemo. And it's kind of... It's kind of... Not knocking her out. But kind of putting her on the shelf for about a week. And she has another one coming up. So we'll see how that happens. We'll see if it gets worse or better. I don't know. But anyway, Grady, Mark, looking forward to seeing you on Father's Day. That's it for now, folks. Thanks again to everyone that listens and sends in messages. And we'll see you next time. Astros Baseball. Time to relax, folks. We'll see you later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.